ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhine, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my Purpose Girls. So with so much going on this year, right, 2020 might not look exactly as you had it planned on your vision board. And yet, I'm so clear that maybe, actually, certainly, this was exactly the year that we needed. Because as Purpose Girls, we're here to be change makers. We're here to put our gifts into the world to make a difference. And as I have been talking to so many of you and so many of my coaching clients and so many of the women who come to the different Zoom speaking engagements I've been doing, what I keep hearing is, what can I do? How can I make change? What's mine? And that is what we are going to talk about today on the Purpose Girl podcast. And I have the perfect guest who is going to help us with this. Let me introduce you to Ra Goddess. Ra Goddess is an entrepreneurial soul coach who's more than 30-year career as a cultural innovator, social impact strategist, and creative change agent has supported hundreds of breakthrough change makers, cultural visionaries, and social entrepreneurs to multiple New York Times bestsellers and multi-million dollar social enterprises. Ra's unique methodology has empowered a new generation of conscious entrepreneurs and is the subject of her book, The Calling, Three Fundamental Shifts to Stay True, Get Paid, and Do Good. Ra, welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. Karen, thank you so much for having me. It's my joy to be here. I have to tell you, I am so happy to have you here because I went to a book launch probably seven years ago. I, don't, I was living in New York and I don't live there anymore. So it's seven, eight years ago. Gabby Bernstein's book launch. And this is very early days of, pur- of Purpose Girl. And she told a story, I'm pretty sure it was there, that she was like getting all up in her head about what she was supposed to do in the world and how things were going to work out. And, and that she was on her, the phone with her coach, Ra Goddess. Now, I didn't know anything about you out of the phone with Ra and my coach Ra said to me, Gabby, why are you here? And she said, she sat silent for like 45 minutes and then it came through her. And that story has stuck with me for a very long time. And the potency of what you did in helping her to get just deep into her calling is something obviously as a purpose girl, I am so inspired by and interested in. And so here I get to meet you in person. I'm like so excited because I, that, you know, little things stick in your mind, right? So that why are you here? Question. Yeah. You remember doing that with her? Because I remember the story in the audience. I mean, listen, I ask that question every day 
all day. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. But Whatever will, question. You, you know what I mean? But I will say that, you <laughs> yes. know, um, just for me, Gabby is a force and a beacon of light in the world. And, um, and I often joke, you know, that, um, you know, my mission is a million more Gabbies <laughs> in, in all of their own purposes right. and callings, right? right? That's right. You know, That's right. Um, yeah. We're all going to be know. Oprah, but our own version of Oprah. Yeah. Listen, and, you know, if, if she is any indication of what's possible, you know, that, that I, can, I can have an ice cream cone, I can go take a nap, I can, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, she, she is activated and, and, um, and transforming, you know, millions and millions of lives, you know. So and I'm, that I'm is possible. <laughs> yes, and that is possible for all of us. So, yeah. what I'm so inspired by you in reading about you and starting, you know, to and reading your work is this idea of a change maker, mm. and that's really what I'm hearing right now. People yeah. wanting to make change. So, yeah. let's just start with how you define change maker. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to take it sort of all the way back, right? Ooh, which is good. really, um, which really ties into the, the initial question: Why are you here? Mm. Every single one of us is carrying something that is uniquely ours to bring. Mm. And, you know, Karen, whether that's super mom or super mogul or both and <laughs> or all of the above, right? Um, or something in between, um, we have a right and we have a responsibility mm. to figure out what that is. So why do I say we have a responsibility, right? Because this will, I think, take us along the path of this conversation about change. Mm. Um, we only get the world we want to see if we bring it, if we create it, mm -hmm. if we stand up and work towards it. Yes. It doesn't happen any other way. Right. And so sit, sit in our house and think someone's, there were many years when I stayed stuck in fear. And I was just waiting for Oprah to knock on my door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So we have to create it. We have to create the world. Yeah. We, and, it, mm -hmm. and it begins with, with being willing to listen to yourself. Mm. Maybe in a way that we haven't listened before, you know, and it, you know, you and I both know it's hard. We're busy. Oof. We got babies. We got jobs. We got, you <laughs> know, we got families. We got extended family. We have community, mm -hmm. friends, people who we've, um, already dedicated our lives to mm -hmm. caring for and nurturing and uplifting. Um, and so anytime we sort of think about another thing on the plate, we're like, oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy right? with life to really get quiet and listen yeah. to my calling. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of us are living by default. Yeah. You know, in other words, we are simply interacting with or reacting to what it is that we've been handed and so creating this time and this space to really just begin to develop a conscious relationship with you and you is the beginning and actually is the revolution because mm. everything will begin to flow from and move from that, mm. right? One of the things I've talked a lot about during this, you know, what I call the sacred pause for the cause. I know people have lots of other terms that they're using, <laughs> But I love that one. <laughs> I haven't heard the sacred know, pause. The, sac for the, cause. the sacred pause for the cause, and the cause is you. Mm. 
But one of the things I talked about is that, you know, those voices that we often struggle to hear are louder now Mm. than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. So I think even your, you know, your wisdom of tapping into people's big question, what do I do? What do I do now? Mm -hmm. What do I do as a result of, you know, all of the things that, let's say, preceded the events of the last two weeks, Mm -hmm. right? Because in my mind, there's always something bigger happening. Yes. You know, I agree with you when you said we needed 2020. 2020 warned us, actually. (laughs) (laughs) If we were listening, 2020 warned us that it was coming for all all Mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the, the message of 2020 was about foundation. And so it's no mistake that we got told to go home. Yeah. No mistake we're being told to stay home, you know, and even now as we're in this place of starting to even consider reemergence and reentry, it's raising even more questions for people Mm -hmm. about the state of our world and most importantly about our place in it. Yes. The the question of what is my part? What is mine to do? And you are, you and I are so aligned and just to put, I like to put a picture frame around kind of core concepts and this truth, absolute truth, that each of us came here for something unique, right? That is ours and ours alone to do. And I love this. It's a right and a responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't bring it, we don't get it. Right. And if we don't get it, our world suffers. Yes, because there's someone somewhere. Think of, you know, if you're out there and you have a book in you because you have a story of what happened to you when you were a teenager or your own transformation in life, there's someone who needs that story to have their own transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Your people are looking for you. And whether you're, you know, whether that contribution comes through a corporation or organization that you're already active in, whether it comes through starting your own thing, whether it comes to a vision you have for your community, like however you get there, doesn't matter. What matters is you get there Mm -hmm. because your people are waiting for you. Right. And, you know, for someone listening, they might think, my people aren't waiting for me. Who's going to care what I have to say? Those were words I used to say to myself over and over and over again before I finally listened to my own calling. Yeah. Uh, I thought, no one wants to hear me. Who the heck am I? <laughs> right? And so let's go through, because your work is truly about listening, your own calling, following that calling. So let's go through. You said the first step is really to get quiet. Yeah, the first step is listen. to get quiet and, and, and to really start to listen in a new way mm. to those urges, those longings, those nudges, right? Mm. You know, all of the things that we kind of push aside because we're so externally focused, the opportunities to start to become internally focused, right? And I love, I love your story because... You know, I say that in the context of the book, I wrote the book to respond to the three biggest questions I hear. And the first one is always, who am I? Who am I to think that I deserve this? Who am I to think that I'm capable of this? Who am I to think that I'm worthy of this? You know, right? So there's all of these ways in which we perceive ourselves 
and what we're capable of or not capable of or what we're deserving of or not deserving of that can often get in the way of mm-hmm. our ability to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those voices become so loud Yeah, that when you get the nudge, whatever the nudge is, if it has to do with singing or speaking up or doing something in your career or with your children, the voices kind of take over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ra, it took me, my listeners know this, but I was, I was actually held up at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment that I finally listened because I went, oh my God, I don't know that I had, well, I survived, but I don't know that tomorrow I will. Yeah. So I have to listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's this listening, right? Anyone who's out there and you're listening to this and you want to make change now this first step that I'm hearing from Ra is to really get quiet and listen. And beginning of 2020 gave us lots of time for that. <laughs> yeah, this this slowing down. And 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 this is, you know, 2020, interesting dynamic, right? Because some of us slowed down, but some of us speed it up. Yeah, right, right. We utilize this as an opportunity to take our caretaking through the roof. We utilize this as a, you know, and I want, if I'm talking to you, just raise your hand, but I want us to notice how much we resist slowing down yeah, because we have been conditioned to value productivity. We have been conditioned to value the to-do list and how many things we check off the to-do list. And Corinne, you may not know this, but I was also uh, shot at. Mm. And that was my entree into my purpose uh, wow. held up and actually, and actually shot at. So, I mean, you know, I wasn't so shot you, at. Thank goodness. That is, but, but a moment of a moment of awakening and, and a right. lot of a lot of people ask me, does it have to get that bad? And my mm-hmm. answer is no. Um, but, you know, some of us, we, we, we're a little hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> right. The universe is you know, a little stubborn. Right. A little so, stubborn, right? She whispers and then she talks and then she yells yeah. and then she just gives you something enormous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. but coming back to this opportunity to really start to sort of confront or deal with our perception of ourselves. Mm. And, and most importantly, what is it that we believe? Mm. What is it that we believe about who we are or who we are not? And what does that, how, and in what way does that govern the choices we make about how we are going to show up in the world? And whether we are willing to be seen or whether we're committed to hiding, right? Whether we're going to raise our voice or whether we're going to stay silent. And, and what I want you to know, just even about the conversation of purpose and calling is, you know, I like to call it like big C and little C, right? Mm-hmm. So big C is the thing that's calling you towards your path, the, lar- the larger vision for your life and for your life's work and for what it is that you're here to bring and who, the, who it is that you're here to serve, right? The little C are the ways that we get called in every moment. Mm. to the most authentic parts of ourselves, Mm -hmm. to the way that we are being invited to share our unique combination and talents and gifts in the world, and the way that we're also being invited to contribute to the things that we feel most deeply and passionately about, whether it's Mm -hmm. what we're creating or what we're transforming, right? Mm -hmm. So some of us are change makers and others of us are visionaries, dreamers, imaginaries, and most of us have both of those moving through us, right? Mm-hmm. So it isn't just about what we want to fix, but it's also about what we want to dream and imagine anew. Yes. And often it, it's like we start there. I don't know if you notice this, 
often with clients, I'll start with, I love this, that there are these two sides because people are going, I want to make change. What can I do? What can I do? And what I'm hearing you say, Ra, is if we pause and we really listen and we really begin with, well, what is the world I want to see? What is the vision? What do I, yeah. What would this look like? How do I want to, you know, see people be treated or for the next generation, whatever. The What is yours to do and change can start to become clear. Yeah, because it's all about where the heat is. Mm. I always ask people, mm. where, Girlfriend, the yes. where's the fire, right? Yes. <laughs> where's the passion? And it's interesting because when I ask people that question, Corinne, sometimes they're like, um, I don't know. But then if I challenge a value or if I ask them about what they believe or if I ask them about what should or should not happen, then all of a sudden they start to come to life, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, or I ask them, mm-hmm. like, what do you love doing? Like if money was not an issue, if fear of failure was not an issue, if you know what people thought about you was not an issue, what would you be doing? Mm. What would you be doing? What is it that you love that just gives you so much joy when you do it? And and even more so, what is it that you feel like you have to share? (laughs) Yeah, you can't even help not. And I'm hearing, I don't know about you, Ra, what I'm hearing is that it's bubbling up in people right now. Mm. Yeah. Like, I almost can't ignore it, right? I have, you know, one of the women in um, my Dream Accelerator program, she's like, I can't, I can't, it's so loud. The voice has yeah. been bubbling up so much. I can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Are you hearing that right now? Yes, especially now because, you know, all of what we have journeyed through this year has invited us to get very clear about what's important. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I talked about in framing this sacred pause for the cause was I said, you know, that there were three invitations that we sort of were given in the mandate to go home and stay home. Right. The first was, (laughs) right, was to come home to ourselves. And this was all about our self-care. To what degree were we dragging ourselves down the street, down the block, around the corner, up around the bend, through work and all of the other responsibilities? We're not eating well. We're not exercising. We're not doing the things that bring us joy, that feed our souls because we're too busy at the mercy of all of the external demands, right? Right. The urge, what seems to be urgent, the running ragged to keep up, keep up, keep up. Yeah, I understand, right? So it was all about in the coming home to ourselves, getting deeply connected Mm. to how we were treating ourselves Mm. and caring for ourselves. And most important, like what was important and mattered to us in the caring for ourselves, right? That was the first invitation. Second invitation was get your house in order. Hmm. From environment to relationship to finances. Mm. What has been neglected? Now, we know for some of us, home is an incredible place, but mm-hmm. for others of us, not so much. Right. So we had to really reckon with and reconcile the discrepancy between what it was that we wanted mm-hmm. and what it was that we had created, mm-hmm. right? Whether intentionally or by default. Right. 
So again, we've taken an inventory. Oh, there's work to do here. Oh, there's a gap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Third invitation was about realigning our energy Mm. with that which is true (laughs) in terms of who we are and in terms of what it is that we are here to do. Mm. So yes, to answer your question, as the voice got louder, the urge got stronger for people. Yes, which makes so much sense because as you come home to yourself and you start cleaning house, literally, figuratively, emotionally, that makes room for what is true to really speak loudly. Yeah. And I know in your book you and in your programs, you talk about stay true, get paid, do good. So let's talk about what stay true means. Mm-hmm. Stay true means that I am willing to honor the truth of who I am, who I really know myself to be without the labels, without the judgments, without the opinions, without all of the external commentary, right? Like there is an essence that every single one of us carries that lives in the center of our soul Mm -hmm. that is present in the room, whether we're doing anything or not, right? (laughs) And we, you know, we have a responsibility to find that person, Mm -hmm. the qualities, the gifts, the essences, the aspects, the attributes, all of that lives in this core being. Of who we are, right? So the stay true is like, first you come find you, connect with you, recognize and honor what part of you is being expressed in the world and what part of you maybe is not being expressed and honored. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is like, what's important to you? Mm -hmm. What really matters? What are the values and the principles and the convictions that you want to live by, that you want to stand by? And are you willing to make the shift, right? We talk about shifts. So the stay true shift is, are you willing to go from a place of victim, which is really more sort of being at the mercy of life to vision, which is Mm. being a conscious, active shaper in the matter of our own reality. From victim to vision. vision. And on the surface, I bet a lot of people say to you, yes, Ra, I want that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right? Right. And the work in the gap. The work in the gap. And the courage. Yeah. Because it often will mean a shifting of relationships, yeah. jobs, situations. Yeah. There will be a, a shifting, a shedding yeah. to take a stand for that vision. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and part of the work in that, as scary as it can be, but part of the work in that is about reclaiming your power. Mm. You know, we at Move the Crowd and in our work, we te- success is a function of alignment. Mm. When you're aligned with your vision for your life, when you're aligned with your mission, which is all about what you're here to bring, And then when you align with your purpose, which is all of the things you're here to affect, right, and create and impact and move in the world, you are unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And success is inevitable. Yes. Right? And each of us gets to define that. Each of us gets to give voice to that. And each of us gets to be on the court every single day working towards that, right? 
Yes. As you said, it's a right. And then there is this responsibility piece. Responsibility, right? Because listen, you are creating all the time, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, (laughs) whether you agree with me or not. (laughs) You're creating. Yes. Can you say something more? Say more about that because that may be a concept that is new to some people. Yeah. So we, you know, there are universal principles and laws of nature. Mm that are operating and we are vibratory beings, like in terms of what we are, you know, matter is simply vibrating particles that are, that are vibrating at such a high energy that they create the illusion of solidity. Yes. (laughs) Right. I'm taking y'all back to science now. Right. Right. This is, this is (laughs) junior high school. I was going to say seventh grade science, (laughs) maybe eighth grade, you know, electrons, neutrons, (laughs) protons, molecules. That is you, my friends. That is is so important because, you know, E equals MC squared, right? Einstein said that. And so energy is matter. Yes, this is so important. We are energy. We are energy and we vibrate. Look, we talk about your vibe all the time. Yeah, right? (laughs) Right? So our vibe is generated by what we believe, Mm. what we think, and what we act upon. Mm. And that is how we create. And I literally, in the book, I give you the diagram, ladies, right? (laughs) So you believe and your beliefs govern your thoughts. Your thoughts produce your experiences and your experiences reinforce your beliefs and around and around we go. And this is how cycles and patterns and habits get created, right? Right. Where they become so automatic you don't even realize you're in the middle of it or that you're, it's still no. happening. Yeah. No. And whether the belief is positive or negative, you're always working unconsciously to prove yourself right. Mm, yes. Confirmation bias. Because we want to be right more than anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and, yeah. And, and this is where we get in trouble. <laughs> right, right. I mean, this is a proven brain bias. Yeah. Proving yeah. ourselves right. So we have to, if we want to shift it, we have to go to work on what we believe. And there are things that we believe that we're aware of. And there are things that we believe that we aren't even, we have no clue. We're we're not conscious of them. We're We're, not conscious of them. They're sitting somewhere in our body. they They are unconscious. Right. And they are often ingrained messages we got growing up. They're often the result of experiences we've had. And, and beliefs are nothing more than decisions we make about mm-hmm. ourselves, about others, about the world, about our situation, about the circumstances, right? And so however we have been conditioned or indoctrinated through repetitive messaging, those are the things that will shape and can often guide what we believe if we're not aware of or if mm-hmm. we're not conscious of. Right Mm -hmm. now, listen, there are things that we believe all the time that empower us that, you know, I come from a strong family of women, you know, as women, you know, (laughs) y'all know (laughs) we stand on that sometimes. Right. right? And it gives us strength. It gives us, you know, it empowers us. But we also know that some of us come from legacies of abuse. Mm -hmm. I come from a legacy of battered women Mm -hmm. and the belief about our ability to find true love, the belief about our ability to be respected, the belief about our ability to be smart or capable of the things that would enable us to succeed in life in whatever way we define it can become threatened. Yeah. When we don't believe 
we're capable, when we don't believe that others will support us, when we don't, you know, all of the things you all. That we're deserving of that we're respect. Right. That was just in the fabric of how you grew up. Correct. And so with that, that's when we can become victim. Yes, because you're co-creating with a belief that is limiting. Mm. When I say co-creating, meaning you're holding that belief like the truth, and then you're thinking, acting, engaging, and producing experiences that are consistent with that belief. And so nobody can tell you that it's not true because after all, you've had 15 years of creating evidence that it is. Right. That every man is a jerk and that, right. So how do we make that shift mm-hmm. out of victim? Because someone might be listening to this and saying, I didn't choose X, Y, Z. Right. Right. And energetically and what you're, I, a hundred percent, we know this, that yeah. the thought creates the action. Yeah. So you consciously didn't choose it. Yes. You consciously didn't choose it. And that's the difference, right? So our beginning work is Mm. to move from being unconscious creators to becoming conscious creators, which is all about paying attention to what we believe Mm. and where what we believe empowers us and where what we believe limits us, Mm. where what we believe inspires us and where what we believe causes us to shrink back or step back. Or fade back, right, into the background. And our ability to recognize the believing, the thinking, and then the conscious choosing and acting is the beginning of transforming the relationship we have between how the world occurs to us and how we want the world to occur to us, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then what we do with it. And then what we do with it, right? Yes. Because what we believe absolutely guides how we respond. Yeah. But I want you all to know something because we think, Karen, that life occurs and then we react. Mm. <laughs> Not realizing <laughs> that we think some things, we believe some things, and then life occurs inside of what we think and believe. And then we, you feel me like there's another oh, step. Uh, there is. And it comes before we, we yes. aren't even realizing yeah. that our unconscious beliefs, which could be habitual beliefs that are not your own. They were given to you right. by, you know, society that has unfairly, unjustly treated people with black and brown skin for a long time or growing up with abuse. And so these are stories that you were handed that had nothing to do with you. The opportunity for those of you wanting to be this visionary change maker and create this purposeful life where you are living your calling and feeling fulfilled, it begins with going into that unconscious. Yes, yes. And the first section of the book is dedicated to that. Ooh. So it's like we're in the creation process and most of us don't, we don't really wake up until step four (laughs) when we're in the action or some of us don't even wake up till step five when we have the result. And I'm (laughs) saying to you all that in the book, I actually show you how to wake up at step zero. Mm. 
so that you can be present for step one and step two and step three before you get to step four and step five. Because when you get to step four and step five, you're simply reacting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The wheel has already been set in motion. (laughs) History is already in the making. Right, right, right. You're already running down the street or throwing the vase or or sending the world-class sentence in somebody's direction. You all hear what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so if we start much further back, oh, this is so good. And so when we pause Mm -hmm. and we get still and we listen, and then I'm hearing there's this second stage of listening, which are, what are the beliefs? What are the to see? Right. Yeah. So that, this is the awareness piece. This mm-hmm. is the awareness piece. And it, and it really is the step one, right? Like, so in other words, the slowing down is part of slowing down in service to becoming aware and starting to see and recognize like, wow, what have I been believing? Mm. The step two is accepting what we believe, seeing it for what it is, telling the truth about it. And making the conscious decision to either address it or or not. Always going to be a choice, ladies. Always going to be a choice, right? Step three. (laughs) Well, Ra, I wear a necklace every day that says, I choose. And I actually have them on my website because people started asking me about it, right? And so that is the moment. And it's not always easy to choose. No. I find myself get caught up and I'm at step four and I go, oh, you know, and I teach this for a living yeah. and it's okay to have a redo and it's okay to pause then and it's okay to go back. Yeah. And yeah. so now what choice do I want to make? Now what choice do I want to make? Right. Yeah. So, but we can't do it until we see. Yeah. We can't, nothing happens ladies until we can see. That's right. Right. Can't see it. Can't touch it. Mm. So then step three would be forgiving. Mm. And releasing. Mm. This is a hard one, Karen. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of us, um, if we've been wronged or if we feel like we've let ourselves down, we can be very critical. Yeah. We can hold on to the resentment. We can hold on to the pain. We can hold on to the righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but our liberation depends on our ability to be willing to let go of those things that have a grip on our greatness, Mm. you know? So any place that we're not forgiving, any place that we're not letting go, any place that we're not inviting in a new vision for our future, uh, we're bound. Yes. We're bound. Right. And so, If we can move from the awareness to the acceptance, we're telling the truth. We're making the conscious choice to go to work. We're doing the difficult work of releasing, forgiving, and letting go. Then we're creating the room for the new vision. Mm. Right? And so this process I'm walking you through exists in the stay true. It exists in the get paid. And it exists in the do good. Right? So Mm. the journey is the same. (laughs) The transformative (laughs) process Is the same, whether we're talking about how you feel about you, whether we're talking about how you feel about your money, or whether we're talking about how you feel about the world. Because those are the three conversations we engage in in the context of the book. 
This is so important because there has been an understandable upswell of righteous anger globally. Yeah. And I would never tell anyone not to be angry about events that have happened. Yeah. And I'm hearing you say, we must come to this place of forgiveness. Yeah. So I believe that our emotions carry incredible information. Mm. And I say this because, you know, we talk about like there's, thank God, there's been a movement of emotional intelligence. There's a movement of sort yes. of even starting to infuse this in education in a way that we've sort of never seen before. Um, and I do want to say that we've been traditionally conditioned to see our emotions as negative things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not about don't be angry, but rather, Get clear about the information that your anger has for you. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Please, everybody underline that, highlight it, and put a picture frame around it. What information it has for you. Correct. That's telling you something maybe about a desire that you have or about a loss. Getting clear on that. Or a value you hold. Yes, or a value. Right? Your ang- I believe your Or the anger- vision that you desire. Or the vision that you desire. I believe your anger actually shows you what's important. Mm. It shows you what matters. So mm-hmm. it isn't about holding on to the anger. It's about getting the information. Yes. Oh, this is so good. This is... Ra, I could seriously talk to you for the next eight hours and still not run out of things to talk about. You have been doing this work for years, supporting people and really becoming the change maker, the human, the person, and as I like to say, the goddess on purpose that you were born to be. And so I know people are going to want to find you. Where can they find you? And and what in particular do you have anything going on that you want to make sure people know about? So, um, you know, I love always to give goodies. And and I will say to you, because of the context of the time that we're in, you know, Karen, and I know you're doing this too. You know, we're all just like, we want people to be healthy. We want people to be safe. We want people to feel empowered as they're trying to figure out their next steps, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple things I would say was one is... Um, if any of this resonated with you today, humbly get the book. Don't get it for me. Get it for you, mm. you know, in terms of the steps that we walk through. So I do want to say, the, and the book is available on all, you know, all of the different platforms. You can get Audible, hardcover, Kindle, whatever works for you. In the book, you, all, you will get the step-by-step blueprint, right? We talked a little bit about, you know, the stay true part, but there's a get paid blueprint and there's a do good blueprint. So, <laughs> oh, because we didn't even get to talk about that because my gosh, so many people think they can't be paid on their calling. Right. Oh. And I, I, with every fiber of my being, you all, I challenge it. Not only do I challenge it, but I have proven time and time and time and time and time again to the tune of tens and tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars that you can. So please, the blueprint. Yes. The second thing is that we are also offering a free masterclass called Pivot mm. to Your Purpose. We have a lot of people talking about pivoting, Karen, right now, yeah. right? Rightfully so, Right. I don't want you to pivot from a place of reaction. I want you to pivot from a place of vision. 
Mm-hmm. And so this free masterclass that we're offering to you is the opportunity to begin to go to work on what is it that I need to be engaging? Where do I, where am I really being called? Mm-hmm. You know, is it to this job still? Is it to this industry still? Is it to a greater role of leadership in my existing company? Is it, so all of us are being called in all kinds of ways and to all kinds of things. How do you get clear about what's calling you right now? Mm-hmm. And then how do you actually develop an action plan? Mm-hmm. How to start to move in concert with where it is that you're being called. So there's that Beautiful. gift. Beautiful. Thank you for that gift. It is a beautiful, beautiful gift. And go to the show notes and you get the link because Rada is so generous. And you're right, this is a moment of pivot. Challenge often makes us pause. Maybe it always makes us pause, but pause and reflect and reassess and start asking these questions. So that is a beautiful gift. Everyone go to the show notes. You definitely want this masterclass. The book I already put on order today. I, you really, this, her work is so incredible because Ra, you, you do this from a soul place. Thank you. And not just from a head, you know, you have the genius in your head and it's, Let's start with what's in your soul and your spirit. Yeah. I, I mean, I believe that in whatever way you're being activated right now, it's perfect. Mm. Get the download. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get a woman to that. Yes. Got it. <laughs> all right. Ra, something I love to do with all my guests is called the Purpose Power Playround. And it's when I'm going to ask you a couple of very random questions and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you down? Absolutely. Okay. Other than your own book, which we all are going to get, what's one book that you think we all need to read? Oh. <laughs> I know there's a million. Right. I'm going to say, particularly because I know there's so much concern and angst around money right now, I'm going to recommend The Abundance Book mm. by John Randolph Price. Mm. There is a 40-day, 10-meditation plan in the center of that book. And by the way, that book is about 40 pages long. So easy peasy. Good. <laughs> Doable. Yes. I love it. I love it. No other guest has ever mentioned that book. So I do the 40 day action plan. <laughs> I love it. All right. Ra, your favorite day of the year. Oh gosh. I would say new year's. Oh, I believe. Yeah. You know, I have a beloved dear friend and mentor, Laurie Hanu, shout out global roundtable leadership, who always says, you know, everything isn't about how we begin, how we begin things. And I think that there's so much optimism. There's so much joy. There's so much excitement at the top of the year and everybody can kind of feel that. Yeah. It's also the place where I think we give ourselves permission to turn a new page. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. Mm, I love that. I can almost see your next book being, it's New Year's every day, (laughs) right? Because that is what we've been talking about. That's beautiful. Okay. Last question. What's one thing you want every woman to know? Oh, that she is worthy. Yes. I mean, like before you even move a muscle or bat an eye, that you are already divine, incredible, phenomenal, and worth any and everything that your heart desires. Mm. And just to remember that as a practice, as Mm. a practice. You're going to make me cry, Ra. Y'all, I get to see my guests while we talk and they're 
is something about Ra's essence. I hope you can hear it in her voice. That when she says it, I just feel the light in my whole body. So I, mm-hmm. I feel you, Ra. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ra, for being on the Purpose Girl podcast and sharing so much wisdom and so much inspiration and so much detail about the process for each one of us and answering the, the how so that we can get to the what. This is so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to all of you out there listening, we hope you loved this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. If you did, head on over to Apple Podcasts, take 60 seconds, leave your review, because that is how women all over the world are finding the Purpose Girl Podcast and really awakening to their own purpose. And that's how we're going to make change. Of course, if you haven't yet joined the Purpose Girls Facebook group, do so now because we are doing so... We're creating the sisterhood that will support you in living your purpose. And the best thing you can do is to share this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast with every single woman in your life who needs this. Share it with your daughter before she goes down a path of a calling that's not her own. Share it with the women at work. Make a book club out of it so that every woman starts to know their calling and follow it. And that is how we change the world, one woman at a time. With that, my loves, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.